Welcome to a negotiation conversation with experts sharing their experience, lessons, and advice. These recorded sessions may occasionally include quirky background noises and recorded adjustments because they're casual conversations focused on providing valuable content. Welcome, Leslie. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks for taking the, the time to do this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I would like to start with some background information about you and the services that Focus CFO provides. Sure. So I was a commercial lender for 20 years um, out of college and um, really probably learned most of my negotiating skills there, but started Focus CFO. It's a franchise. So joined into the franchise in um, 2019. So it's been about three years or so. And we really help small businesses on a permanent part-time, aka fractional basis with CFOs. So a lot of growing small businesses that don't really need a full-time CFO will come in and utilize our services and we can be there one day a week, one day a month, you know, whatever it is to be able to help them with strategy and more forward-looking activities. So they have that bookkeeper that does the day-to-day bookkeeping or controller. They have their CPA that does their taxes. We really fit in the middle to help the business owner take those financial numbers make metrics and KPIs, make decisions, be able to use those making to make projections and forecasts, looking forward to make better decisions and help that business grow. I attended a breakout session that Leslie had at a networking event here a few weeks ago. And thanks again for doing that. That was a spectacular um, uh, breakout session. And the information that we picked up there along with finding out you know, more about what you do, I just had no knowledge that this option was even uh, uh, something out there for small business owners. We talk at this podcast is a negotiation conversation. So I always like to start with a couple questions related to negotiations. And that first one is what type of negotiation training do you have experience with? So I, I have a finance degree from Michigan State, so nothing really there. Um, I think that's not really one thing that uh, happens in colleges or high schools. You know, they're not teaching these types of skills, right? But um, I think my family owned a business and I, my dad ran the business. My mom stayed home with us. And I think my first negotiated, negotiation training started with my mom. You know, just what are we having for dinner tonight? You know, where are we going to go on vacation? What are we going to do today? You know, whatever it was. So I think uh, she really trained me and taught me a lot on the negotiation skills in the beginning. Um, but really, I think you know, Comerica did a great job of teaching us negotiation skills. We definitely had classes that we did, whether it was internal trainers that did things for us or we brought people in, but they definitely taught a lot of negotiations because as a commercial lender, most things in the structure of that loan can be negotiated. So we're, we're negotiating the interest rate or the fees or the collateral, you know, whatever it is, negotiating the amount sometimes, you know, because if the client thinks it should be this amount and we only can give, you know, a different amount or whatever. So lots of negotiating in that job when I was there. And I can imagine there could be some listeners right now going, what? That's negotiable. <laughs> and of course, it circles back to the services and what you offer. Sure. Talk to somebody outside of your inner circle that can give you some unbiased information. Next big question is, what was most memorable about a negotiation, either an experience and or training that you had? Oh, most memorable experience. I'm going to have to say it was, um, I had a manager at Comerica. His name was John. And he 
was so fun to watch negotiating. Like he, I really took a lot from him, you know, and really more of the on the job training, you know, watching my manager do it, you know, when I was young and new, but he would just, I don't even know how he did it, but it, it, he turned it around and just, it was more asking questions and getting to what that, what that client what their real issue was or what their real, what their want was, you know, whether it was, I don't want to give a personal guarantee or my interest rate can't be above X, you know, for whatever reason, right. They have, they have no idea what the market is, but they just have this idea of, of what they can't give up, right. What they can't compromise on. And he didn't come in and play hardball and be like, this is where we're at, you know, or what it was all questions. And it was very, it was just a different way to negotiate from, I think a lot of, of what a lot of other people do and, and even training that we would have had when we were there. It's always fun to watch someone that does it really well. Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be that, that fly on the wall. What a great experience for you. I really want to focus uh, on this podcast too, about how services like Focus CFO help any individual, but sp more specifically women-owned businesses. That's kind of where my passion is at, you know, how they prepare for a difficult negotiation. We talked a little bit about maybe a commercial loan, but can you think of other examples or things that you're, um, you provide services for that really help sure. someone preparing? Yep. So, so all of our CFOs have been a CFO for 20 plus years, most of them at different companies and lots of larger businesses. And now they're in this part of their career, they're really more looking to give back and work with those small, medium-sized businesses, you know, that only need them there, you know, a day a week or whatever the, whatever the frequency is. So I think it's, it's taking all those experiences that they've had and be able to utilize that with the smaller businesses. And it's funny because the last probably four or five clients I've I've started um, engagements with have all been women-owned businesses. So it's been really fun to be able to get more into that space um, more recently. But I think it's, it's really, it's not just the loans, right? It's cost savings measures. It's every vendor, it's every customer, it's the employees. It's, I mean, you're negotiating with every single person that you touch in a small business especially probably more so in a small business than in a larger company, right? You know, you're, you're not just the, um, you know, you don't just have one role when you're an employee at a small business, you you wear multiple hats. And, you know, if the coffee's not made, you need to make it. If the, the printer runs out of paper, you got to figure out how to put the paper in, you know, you, you don't have someone that does those things for you. We're at some larger companies, there are, you know, specific people that do some of that stuff. So I think there's, there's a lot of different things that the the CFOs bring into the businesses and that, that we can help with on negotiating anything. I mean, most of them have, even though they're not attorneys, we look at a lot of contracts, you know, even though they're not, you know, insurance experts, they're going to be on that insurance call and, and really understand health benefits and life insurance. And, you know, all those, the terms and the lingo and just all of those things that a business owner doesn't need to know about, shouldn't know about, you know, there's, there's no reason that they would know about it until they need to know about it. And then why not bring in an expert to help versus trying to figure it all out on your own? Yeah. Shorten that learning curve for them, for sure. Absolutely. And that brings up a, a question I wanted to ask you when a person uses services like focus CFO, is it like a subscription where I pay a month and then when I need it, it's there, or is it a one-time event if I need it? How, what kind of options do us? Yep. Person so we, have? we will do project based work. So where it's, you know, just a finite, like they just need, you know, help with projections being made or, you know, year end budget or something like that. But most of it is 
uh, is kind of a subscription, if you will, but it's, it's month to month. There's no, no annual contract or anything like that, but it's, it's, we figure out what that client needs, you know, just in total. And then the CFOs are like, that's probably going to be half a day a week, or that's a day a week. And then we're physically on location. We want to be part of that management team, understand the operations, really part of that business, you know, be the actual CFO for that company, just don't have to be there every single day, you know? Right. And because, and a lot of it is because they have that staff that's there doing the day-to-day that we really can then focus on being more strategic and really helping that business owner make those decisions and or dig into the insurance that they haven't had time, but it's been on their list for two years to, to look at, you know, and get new quotes and be able to do some of those things and take some work off the business owner that they, you know, it's been on their list for to do's forever and just haven't had the time to do it because they're running their business. So when you talk about focus CFO, I come from a procurement background and I can imagine a small business owner that may have a couple of times a year where they're, you know, working on a specific supplier contract. Could they pull in, even though it says CFO, that person could come in and say, Hey, we'll help you walk through that negotiation or prepare for the Absolutely. Okay. And especially on like contracts and stuff like that, whether it's with customers or the suppliers, the CFO getting involved is, is an asset is benefit because they understand the numbers of your business and they need to know what the contract's going to say because if you change your pricing with a vendor you then might need to be have to change pricing with your club with your customers because prices just went up or you know whatever happened or margins are changing whatever it is they need to be involved in those conversations so that you have somebody that's continually thinking about the finance side of it and then any changes that need to happen on the back end. So just because a you know a vendor increases their prices to you doesn't mean you just take that and and move on and your margins are smaller. You need to figure out and, and see if you can negotiate with your customers to increase the prices there or what's the contract with the client at that point in time if you have contracts with your clients to say, okay, we got to wait until, you know, we got to wait two months and before we can do a price increase, but we can, you know, that's part of the deal. So yeah, they kind of, I, I imagine that they help you see what you can't see, right? You don't even know what, what questions to ask and yep. um, until we get a lot of that. The, after I just need to know what I don't know. Yeah. 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 Don't make me uh, worry about it. I just worry about the things that I, I, uh, I'm, I'm the expert at because often they're an expert at something other than the finances, right? Absolutely. I would, Absolutely. I, guess. I had a client that he, he was a, um, owns an insurance company broker and bought the business from his mom and was the sales guy forever, did a great job and didn't like running the office. And I was like, why don't you hire someone to be the president of your business? And then you be the sales guy. Then you don't, you're doing what you're good at and what you like. Let somebody else run the back office of the business. Just because you're the owner doesn't mean that you have to be in that role and have that title. And it took him a couple of years, but I think that's what he's, he's doing that now and enjoys it and is it's working. Yeah, that is an excellent example. Um, uh, with any you know business negotiation, there's a mental emotional side of it, right? And 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 how to prepare for that? What what might your organization do to help an individual in that prep work for that negotiation? Any examples of something there? Oh gosh, there's a there's a lot of things I can come up with that for that. I mean, I think there's role playing, you know, especially if someone's you know not not confident and not, you know, this is their first time doing a a negotiation, you know, with a client or with a vendor or something like that. But I also think there's the, the figuring out and really, you know, talking it through what are your desires? What are your goals? What is the outcome that you want to want to get to? And what are your, the things that you will not budge on, you Mm -hmm. know, because I think negotiations, it's all about compromises and it's just, it's, you know, 
going back and forth on, on what somebody will give a little bit here, give a little bit there back and forth, but it's, it's knowing when you go in where you, where you, where you won't go any further, where you will say no, and you will walk away. And, you know, knowing where that, what that level is, what that, whatever that is, you know, what the, whatever the bottom is, I guess, if you will, and being able to stand up and walk away. And, yeah. And, and knowing that you'd be coming out talking to someone to say, I did this or I did that. And they'd be like, you what? <laughs> right. I mean, right, I can imagine right. but I, if it's just you, you kind of get caught up in your, your own ego. Um, but I also wonder if they don't um, also say, okay, it's okay to ask for more. You know, it's okay to ask yes. for that, that confidence to say, yeah, I guess I am worth that. So, oh, absolutely. And bringing the experience from being at other businesses to say, this is, this is, this is on par or no way you can totally do better than this, you know? And yeah, absolutely. And being able to have that conversation, but I think that's part of it, right? It's having that conversation of, of what's realistic, what's not, you know, and then being able to go in and, and, and using, I, I don't know, different, I don't know if you'd say tactics, but, but using different, different ways of, of that negotiation, right? Like my, my old boss was, it was more about questions and really digging in on what that other person wanted before he said anything of what he wanted, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, and just, there's different strategies to that. You know, it also brings up another thought for me is, is different styles too. When, yeah. when I teach and train on negotiation, uh, if someone is very timid, you know, I try and voice them up and say, Hey, you can do this. But the nemesis or the other side of that, the evil twin of that is being very assertive, which is what I am. And sometimes that's not the best person to send in. So um, having yeah. a resource like yourself, you know, you could send in someone that, you know, matches a personality of whoever it is you work at. So you can be more successful. I mean, that's, you know, yep, the, end yeah, is what the outcome that you desire, right? Uh, do you have any examples of where leveraging the advice of a seasoned professional made a difference in the outcome of a negotiation? Oh, definitely. There, I have lots, lots of those. Um, I think from the from the banking world for sure. Um, specifically, we had a client that um, they they weren't doing well. Had been, I think, the longest client at Comerica at the time, like 127 years. You know, it was like fourth or fifth generation. The business was not not doing well. And, you know, had to go in and, and do a lot of that, you know, put a lot of controls in place on their line of credit. And just, it was, it was heart wrenching for me and just having to do that. And so I, we talked to a lot of people, um, you know, and up the chain of, you know, the ranks of, of everybody at the corporation too, because it was one of those where it was, we had to mitigate our risk, but we also wanted to make sure that we kept them as a client and that they, we were going to help them stay in business as well. You know, like it wasn't that it, it was a business that was going, you know, away, but it was just, they were just had made some decisions that didn't, didn't happen right, you know, didn't go their way. And so it was, it, that part was interesting because it was a lot of internal negotiations before I even talked to the client and stuff. And then, um, you know, during the downturn in 2008, 9 and 10, there was a lot of negotiating happening <laughs> back then. And um, yeah, so lots of conversations and lots of, but it's, I think it's good to know, especially if you're negotiating on behalf of a company when you're not the owner, you know, if you're a salesperson or something like that too, is understanding the business's end all be all, you know, what you can give and what you can't, you know, and things like that. So really knowing what you, what you can negotiate and what is, what is negotiable because some things aren't, you know? So I think there's just knowing what the bottom is on every, on every little detail of whatever it is you're discussing and knowing what you can do and what you can't do before you go into that negotiation. Yeah. That's really good advice. 
Do you have any favorite books that you are reading or have read? I have two that I think are are good um, are good books for for negotiating skills. One is Power Questions, and this one is just about the power of asking questions, and that kind of goes along with my my favorite uh, manager at Comerica and his negotiating style of just you know digging in and asking those questions. So I think that's a great book. And then Boundaries um, is by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. This one, I think, is a great book that is more on the personal side. It does have, a, I think, a work chapter in it, but really more on the personal boundaries and personal negotiations, you know, and things like that on, on with family and friends and kids and, you know, needing self-care time and, you know, and all of those things. So setting those boundaries as well, I think is good. Yeah, I like that you bring in that, that personal side of it, because I think the toughest neg- negotiations we do have, especially as we get older, are with our, uh, either our adult children or our parents or where they're going or where you know, how to oh, best care for them. And so that can be very stressful and very emotional. So um, that boundaries book I have read, and I do agree with you, that is a really good suggestion. So let's give some more information about Focus CFO. Um, I will remind listeners that there's links in the show notes that they can get a hold of you. Um, but also any, you know, closing words of advice or anything that you uh, want to share as we wrap up? No, I mean, I, I just, I welcome this. This was great. This was fun. So thank you for inviting me to do this. And um, yeah, I think this was a lot of, a lot of good information. And I think there's, there's always, always room for improvement on negotiating. I do have one other question that just came to mind though, is if a person isn't really sure about your service, do you do like a discovery call or is there a contact form on your website or something that? Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely. Yeah. They can just give me a call and I, yeah, we'll, we can do a zoom call in person, whatever it is um, to really assess what they need. Cause a lot of times they'll, you know, they'll say they need a controller when really a lot of the CFO services that we do are some are, you know, depends on it's more the activities, not the title, I guess, you know, you got to have somebody that's doing the day to day, um, the day to day work, you know, just journal entries and, you know, paying the bills and things like that. But if you're looking for somebody that's really helping you make decisions, analyze the statements, putting together metrics and, you know, KPIs and things that you dashboard that you can run the business with, that's where we really can help come in and help. Oh, good. So I hope listeners, uh, take a look at the show notes and reach out to you, even if it's just to ask a few questions and figure out when they need you, how to get a hold of you. So absolutely. I'm always here. Thanks a lot for taking time. Have a great day. Thanks.